Welcome to That American Football Show, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. And so, as you see, Joe's not with me, but we finally have one of the four Musketeers back. Tim, how how was your holiday? It was very good. But before we start, I just want to say a huge thank you to Adam and Joe for the great job they've done, just the two of them. I know Craig's had difficulties as well and he's not been able to come, but I really enjoyed on holiday listening to the podcast without having to listen to my voice. But cracking job. Well done. Well, I appreciate that. I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. I mean, no I'm doing it. If anything, we think you guys are missing out. <laughs> um, but yeah, got Tim back. Uh, Obviously, Tim, as we mentioned, has been at the uh, the Barcelona game. Uh, it's been a fair bit of news bopping around the league. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. And then, of course, we will go through the games and our power rankings. Um, overall, what? how do you think this week went football-wise, Tim? What did you get out of it? It was a bit of a weird week, I think, because you had quite a few blowouts. Uh, and there was a wee bit of controversy in them as well. And... The best game of the week, although it doesn't look like it from the score, it was actually a pretty close game between the the Fire and the Dragons. So, yeah, it's a pretty good week to watch. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of Dragons, do you want to tell us about your trip? How was the game? I know the Rowley Stadium. <laughs> uh, the football gods looked down and smiled on me that day because that was a cracking game. It was just end-to-end stuff. Um, it was a good advert for the LF, to be honest with you. I went to... There's no getting around it. The stadium's a bit out of the way. So we went over in the afternoon after we checked into our hotel to find the stadium. The party started about, I think it was midday, the pregame party started for a six o'clock kickoff. So <laughs> we went in, had a drink in there. There wasn't too many people, surprisingly, at about two o'clock when we went in. So we went back. By the time we got to the game, it was packed. And it felt more like a Spanish soccer game because there were people with flares. I think I put a video. I saw the flares, yeah players and they had drums and it was absolutely mental going in the the people just blocked off the road the police turned up and they just walked up they just kind of did this parade from it wasn't that far but parade into the stadium the stadium itself is quite nice it's a small stadium so it's well suited i had an argument with a guy on twitter about the well, not for, a discussion about the attendance because the official attendance was 950 as i is that's wrong there's, there were more than 950 people in that stadium. But looking at it and looking back, it was right. It was just they were all cramped into one wee bit yeah. and they made so much noise. Yeah. Because when you look at it on telly, camera is over the main stand where most of the people are. So on the game pass, there's a big bunch of people sat on one side of the sun and it was 90 degrees at six o'clock. So I wasn't going over sitting in the sun. So I sat in the stand with the shade. And I was where Zach caught the touchdown pass. I oh, yeah. was actually over that corner at the time that he caught it. I think it was about three or four of the touchdowns in that corner. Um, it was absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. The only downside, it's not a secret. Bruce is out in the middle of nowhere. It's not Barcelona. It's about an hour's drive outside Barcelona. But you can get cheap hotels. So if you're in, and if you go on holiday to Salou, because there was a few boys from Cologne, we're in Salou on holiday. And they just come over, go train or whatever to Roos because it's quite close to Salou. So they were just basically started drinking as soon as I saw them and then were asleep by the end of the game. But they'd always had a good time by their holiday. So I wouldn't 
don't let Union Roofs put you off. You can get there from Barcelona. It's only about an hour away. But yeah, highly recommend it. It always makes me laugh when anyone brings up Salou out of just out of nothing because it's literally where I would just go and see depravity at University Sports Store. And uh, the most surprising thing about Salou is my wife went, Yeah, I've been on holiday at Salou. <laughs> my grandma's been as well. <laughs> <laughs> she went, I went, Oh, what? Like uh, when you're in uni? She went, No, I went with my mum and dad when I was 15. She went, she was. Okay. All ages. Um, anyway. As you said about that game, I mean, did you, did, I, I know you had your fantastic retro Dragons jersey on. Um, Here's another thing, right? I thought, I'm going to look cool because I'm going to be the only person, right? Fair play to the Barcelona fans. There was hundreds of different jerseys all through the history of the... So I, I reckon there was one for every different incarnation of Barcelona Dragons. Yeah. And everyone was wearing Barcelona Dragons kit. I counted... Four NFL jerseys tops because normally you know when you see some of the German games you look at the stats yeah, you see a lot it's like, it's like a it's like a Wembley game it's all different NFL no no these people are Barcelona Dragons fans and they really did a good job of representing let's go Dragons and uh, did you manage to meet any players say hi to anyone no oh, no shame. you had to pay for the VIP ticket for that that wasn't okay. 136 euros crikey yeah fair play mm. what were you on sangria I was actually driving, so I wasn't actually drinking. Was, oh. That was probably the only three-hour period for the entire time I was in Spain, other than driving, that I didn't have a drink. And it'll be the first game you remember. <laughs> yeah, actually, it will. Okay, on to some news. So um, some of this, again, we, we record early on the Monday, so a lot of the news is later news of the previous week that you probably already know. Um, one of the bigger ones was Panthers quarterback out for the season. Uh, they're going with their backup um, local guy. I mean, as you just as you just said before we started recording, he he looked good. Um, <laughs> I think it's a step. It's always going to look as a step back when you, you go away from an American quarterback. But like Cisse for the for Hamburg as well, he's a local lad. Um, and uh, Johan next step foot behind Sullivan, like. There is some talent there. It's just it's easier to rely on American. Yeah, it has been noticeable when the teams go to the back of quarterbacks. You just look at Frankfurt, and we'll go into this in a bit more detail. But when Sullivan was out, they looked terrible. But when he's back, they look brilliant. Um, although you've got to say Weinreich, who's leading the league in passing, is a local lad. So he's doing he's doing a great job. But he had the experience of last season. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's the second year in his team, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, other news. The sorry, my Google Docs are being slow. Uh, the Frankfurt Galaxy signed another wide receiver out of USA. Um, he has had, I think, he's on the practice squad of the Bengals. Yep. Uh, and he's, I mean, if you he, he's so he's, he's gotten into the NFL at least, and he's bounced yeah. around like Canadian leagues, college leagues, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Reese Horn. Um. Jacob Sullivan's looking a lot better uh, mm -hmm. as of like, the last game looked like himself from last year. Yeah. Finally, he was using both receivers. I mean, the fact they're going to have Lamar Jordan, that's Hamburg, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, Frankfurt Galaxy. This is their first big wide receiver they've got this year, I think. Yeah, um, he's like you said, he's been in the NFL, so he's made it onto practice squads. Uh, he's also played in the CFL. And interesting enough, he has actually got experience in Europe because he's played for the Vienna Vikings in their old incarnation. So, because the when the press release went out, the photo they had, I was like, 
that's got sponsors' names on the jersey. That's that looks like a European. So I looked into it. He's played for the Vikings. Okay, I'm just getting the roster up to see the other wide receivers. Da, da, da. So they've got Lawrence Regler. He's pretty mm -hmm. great. Um, yeah, Regler's their only other real big name on there. And now, oh, Nico Straman as well. Sorry, he's pretty great. Um, but yeah, hopefully Reese Hall's going to... I mean, the, the Galaxy defence is already dangerous enough, I think. The more they can have the offence, the more they have a chance of reclaiming their title. Um, and the Surge have released Randy Schroeder. Um I mean, we've looked a little bit into this. Um, it was he was released on over injury designation, but there's been reports that it was an MCL sprain or injury. Yeah, he he thinks he can play through it, um, which is neither here or there. Obviously, it's the medical guys who at the end of the day, but the surge didn't agree. Yeah, and I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this, Tim? What I've got to remember first of all is this isn't the NFL. And the reporting can be a wee bit sketchy because quite often, even the official EFL press releases say injured reserve and then a comment on me said, oh, no, he's been released or the other way around. So uh, we've not actually heard officially why. Uh, we've reached out to Randy. Obviously, he's just said thanks for the thoughts, etc. So that, that's understandable. And I think what we've got to remember is when a player gets released or a coach gets sacked in the NFL, don't, don't cry tears for them. They're still getting paid. They get a lot of money. Whereas people, and again, we don't know the entire situation, but you've got an American who's come over to play football over here and then gets released. And, you know, that's it. He's come yeah, over. Players here. Like, that's the yeah. money you've done. Yeah, and they're not, I don't know how much they get played, but it's not going to be a lot. And they're not going to go to another European league where they're going to get paid. No, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we wish Randy, we've had Randy on the show, he's a lovely guy, so wish him all the best, hopefully he catches on somewhere else. Um, you know, I don't know, it's a bit soon, I'm just looking at a guy on Twitter who's got a list of quarterbacks that could possibly take over at Stuttgart. Um, I think Stuttgart need to look at themselves rather than looking at the players, because this is their second year in the league and they're still right at the bottom, so I don't know, maybe something, something they need to look at in their organisation. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Barlow around this time tweeted something about, like, always need someone to blame or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's interesting because, like, only two weeks ago, I was kind of saying the surge was staying in games early. Like, they, they went near to the Panthers. They held off, I can't remember which team, I want to say Cologne, like, early in the first half, and then they got blown out in the second half. Like, they had something there, and it just seemed, I, I think it's their defence, the mm -hmm. secondary. But I can't be sure because they are just losing games badly when they lose. Yeah, you know, they lost to the Raiders. And to be honest with you, they were the perfect opponent for the Raiders. The Raiders' style is to keep the ball, short games, just run the clock down, don't give the team any other chance. Um, and that's what they did to the surge. Uh, Randy stats, not that bad, to be honest with you. 835 yards. I think he's got the fifth most yards in the league. So it's not, it's not all on him, but clearly they've sort of it, we could be saying this now and it could actually be a genuine injury and it could be yeah. that's the reason but you know it's fun to speculate <laughs> um, but I mean also who, who as, an, as an import spot they get to bring a new American in so get to see maybe another star come in which is always interesting maybe Aaron Ellis comes back ooh throwback 
Uh, but let's get into the games. Uh, we'll start with the first one uh, on Saturday. Not really much to talk about here. The the three and Vienna Vikings go to four and The zero three Rams go to zero and four with a forty nine nil blowout. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll let you speak in a second, Tim. But like my observations, Vikings look great and strong as ever. But it's hard to find a, a weakness in them. Um, quarterback looks great. Uh, the, the Rams had a, a chance right at the beginning here. They took it down the field. Uh, and then I think it was a, a a really good interception. Or That was the Raiders game. It was a fumble. And they they, they lose it by the red zone and that was it. And the Vikings just absolutely dominated them. And yeah. both teams just looked more like what they're looking like. Yeah. And some interesting stats I got from the the game pass. Um, I know this one caused you a bit of confusion. Your fantasy team, Wigan was out. So his brother what? was playing instead. So his brother did all right. He got... Someone uh, actually messaged me and said, Wigan's not playing. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And the then other, was, actually, no, maybe was playing. Fine. So he did all right. 108 yards of what and touchdown. But they had a DB playing running back. His name was Xavier Edwards. He had three carries. For 18 yards, for three touchdowns. So that, that's an impressive start line there. But yeah, that's about that's as exciting as the game got. I'm grasping at stats here to say something about it. Um, as far it wasn't a good advert for Game Pass, uh, the clock didn't work. So the entire game didn't have a clock. I think it was a, some sort of confusion on the field because there was quite a few times where the refs were just looking at each other and standing around and it didn't look well run that game at all. I don't know whether that's an in-stadium issue or what, but yeah, it was a blowout and it was not a good advert, really. It's a real shame because the ELF, generally speaking, the ELF content is fantastic. Like the, yeah. the game they put on the field is a high talent level in Europe. I would encourage everyone to get into it because it's the chance to get into it. Like, I'm buzzing that I'm a, a Dragons fan from day one. Like, I'm like, yeah, I've been there since day one a year mm -hmm. later. Um, but, like, they push so hard on the game pass. And as far as you and Joe tell me, like, sometimes half a game's not there. Sometimes something's wrong with the it's, camera. It's got issues. But then, start of the season, the NFL game pass always has issues. So... Uh, and this is this is small things because most of the time, Game Pass works fine for me. Uh, it's a great product. You know, you can watch more than one game at the same time and just in different tabs. That that's brilliant because you can just flick by. But that particular game, if you can't see the clock, you don't really know what's going on. You know, you make because I was flicking in and out of the game, and I say, right, I know it's the third quarter, but where in the third quarter are we? So not they made a lot of difference in this game. Yeah, I mean it's weird though because obviously I'm not a tech person at all. But you watch the uh, the highlights on YouTube and it looked great and fine. You're like, I watched this game and it didn't look like this. Yeah, whoever does share to whoever does the YouTube clips because the YouTube goes straight on, straight up, straight away. Sometimes the actual full game replay, you just press, you just rewind and press and play again, isn't on for a couple of days. But those YouTube ones, that's bang on. And also, game books. Game books are up about an hour after the game this season. They were moaned about it all last year, so fair play to you. you First week, they did the, the, the Vienna Raiders game book didn't go up for like a week, 
And yeah. that's, I think it's just because there's an issue in Austria, but yeah, it's been better since then. Yeah. Second game, Hamburg goes against Cologne. And I mean, me and Joe have mentioned this in our chuckle every single week. Cologne love to keep their games close and try and win by three. Yeah. There's a different story here. Quinton Pounds, again, just continues to show he is the current reigning, like he should be the MVP. Uh, like I, I've sent him a message before. I just like, you might not even remember talking to us, but like, hell, hell of a job. And he was like, I appreciate that. Um, like his first touchdown, I, he basically ran across the entirety of the field from one side to the other. And like, it was unbelievable. But the, the Galaxy looks so much better. They're a different team. It's unbelievable. Um, when you look at it, how that team went 0 2. When you watch that team on the field with yeah. Sullivan, I didn't realize quite how fast Sullivan was. There's a couple of times where he, he scrambled, and I was like, Oh, they got in a quarterback. Is that Jake Sullivan? Because he's got a set of wheels on him. And going back to Quinton Pounds, so he had 142 yards receiving, then he had 178 yards passing. <laughs> so, and I when I was in Barcelona, I got to see him up close. They were double teaming him, even triple teaming him. And he was just like, he's a different class. He really is. He should be in the NFL. If it wasn't for those injuries during his college career, he would have got to the NFL. I find it bonkers that he and Madre are on the same team. And I know. Look, just look quiet out there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's, it's so hard to look at the Galaxy team and be like, how did you go? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, Joe messaged on the on a WhatsApp group, just said, Galaxy are back then. And I was like, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like they, they put down a team that was playing hard. We had, we had the Centurions fifth in our power rankings, mm -hmm. and they got handily defeated. Like, outside of that one touchdown at the beginning and one touchdown at the end, like the middle of the game, the Galaxy was just smothering them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, on to Hamburg. Uh, this... Honestly, this is what I... And I used to say the Dragons fire game was great, mm. and it was. It was everything we wanted. This game was great. The Hamburg Sea Devils, Rotslav Panthers. I mean, I've there's so many things to touch on. Glenn Tunga is an animal. Like, he is... Su he's such a fun running back to watch, which is sometimes hard to be. Yep. He's a very enjoy... Like, I, 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 obviously, I think there's a bit of it that he's one of the few British guys, but like he's just he's such a strong runner. Um, the Hamburg defense, Justin Rogers, our man, he got a pick six. That was great. Um, I messaged him and he was said he was saying it's really good training opposite Gene Constant. And yeah. Finally remembered his name, Lamar Jordan. And something big you could see with this offense, I. I think putting them better and better is they're utilizing their offense better. Like yeah. the first couple of games you watched, it didn't look like they knew what they were doing with Gene Constant and Lamar Jordan. And you could you could some you could actually see them getting frustrated a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah. But now it, it seems like like Gene Constant's more the stretch the field downfield and with unbelievable reach out catches. And Lamar Jordan's more of like the the Swiss Army knife for Devo Samuel he could take it in the backfield yeah. and get get tricky in the backfield. Yeah, they're and, definitely yeah. still rushing more than the passing. I think they had 37 rushing attempts and CSA threw 22 passes. But as you said, Gene Constant, you got 82 yards. Jordan got 64 yards looking at the game book. So, you know, they are 
I thought looking at the first few games, they were just going to be a Russian offense and relying on Cissé as a runner. But he's, he's, he's proven it a lot more now than he was he earlier. He does need to improve as a passer, though. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing well because he's got two great receivers. He, If he can take the next step, that yeah. offense is going to be unstoppable. Definitely. Um, and then on to the Panthers. I mean, we all thought the Panthers were pretty much dead in the water after losing their starting quarterback. Mm. But they, these guys, I mean, they had the lead for a good bit of this game. They they fought really hard. Uh, their de- their defense came alive. I thought um, one of the interceptions they got was fantastic. They were swatting the ball down a lot of the line. Um, yeah, they, 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 I think the defense really held them in this game. But Malik Stanley for the Panthers. I know. I I I think he could like if if you gave him a a quarterback quarterback who loves to throw as much as the Centurions. As Weinreich, I think he would be pushing for reception. I was like, the ball's always going towards him. He can be triple teamed and he's catching that ball and he will always take it for an extra couple of yards. Like, I think he could be the best receiver in the ELF. Like, I think he's definitely in contention for that with like Quentin and Kyle Sweet and maybe Shantavius Jones. Something I've just noticed, they have actually signed a new quarterback. Quarterback that started was a guy called Slade Jarman. So that must have been late on last week that they got him in. So I didn't even know. I was just looking up how many yards Stanley got. And it was like, who's Jarman? I thought it was like Bartok. Bartowski was the quarterback. I think I butchered that. But yeah, so they have got an American quarterback. Um, Alexi, we were both talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, we need to get one, but there you go. Yeah. The most noticeable thing about this game, did you watch the last touchdown? that? uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, we should definitely touch on this. It was so the, the problem with it was the cameraman missed it. So you don't really get a lot of angles of what happened. But as far as I could make out, it was a long pass that Jordan caught, but he went down at the one yard line. But he rolled over the DB and hurt, the DB was hurt. So the DB was actually down. Yeah. And Sea Devils ran up and ran a play quickly and ran got in touch down. But the guy was on the floor. It should have been an injury timeout. I don't think they should have run that play. You know, see that. I don't care how they missed. He was like sitting on his ass, kind of. He was like, lying on the ground. It wasn't like, oh look, there's an injured player over there. He like, was on like, the line of like, like where the left tackle would be as well. Uh-huh. It wasn't uh-huh. far. <laughs> yeah. So there isn't a replay from another angle to see what exactly happened. But it looked like me. There was a guy lying on the floor, and they just ran over him, and in, in they went. So yeah. And yeah, I mean, but, I could guess you could cause it could say, oh, that, that could have changed the game, but they just threw to the one-yard line and they were yeah. on first and goal with Glenn Tunger. Like, granted, yeah, they could have got a fourth down stop and it could have changed the game, but in in the multitudes of game-changing ref decisions, yeah. this is at the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah. Glenn Tunger was going to go in, even if they didn't get on that play, because he's a machine. Um you can tell it's not the NFL because the Panthers' official Twitter has been moaning about this all day long. So it's worth checking out what they've got to say and have a look at the video clips if uh, you've not seen it. I mean, that's why, that's why I like this league. It's like, it is young, so like, there's clear deficiencies in certain parts. Like, as he said, stats last year was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was actually really surprised. This is the first overtime game the league's had. 
First ever overtime. Here's the story. Oh shit! There must have been other games that were pretty close to overtime. I'm, I'm so many of the the Hamburg and Frankfurt games last year were like down to the last seconds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's it's a different feeling from watching the NFL because the NFL is a finished product. Like they have the money to do anything that they need to do. Yeah. But this one, you're like, oh, they they are trying to be different. They they've got to add more stuff. But they're yeah. like like you said, the multiple tabs on Game Pass and stuff. They do think of interesting things. Yeah. Next game, big blowout. Raiders, Tyrol Raiders, thirty three. Stuttgart surge, nil point. Uh, I mean, this was the surge's worst look. Yeah. Um, you, you were saying before the raid the Raiders are a boring team to watch, but it's, it's, it's boring is probably the wrong way of putting it. But what I mean by that, thirty three points for the Raiders is the equivalent of another team getting sixty odd. Because the way the Raiders' offense works is it's a lot of short passes, a lot of runs, but keeping in bounds so they don't go to the sideline much. So they stay in bounds. So the clock goes down really quick, and they just kill the clock. They just if you can't get the ball off the Raiders' offense, you've got no chance because they just kill, kill the clock. You know, Sean Shelton, he's not that old. They always mention he's old. He's thirty-four, <laughs> I think. And yeah. you got the veteran Sean Shelton. You're like, come on. Uh, but anyway, he is so the good. The quarterbacks in their like early twenties. So. Yeah, but if you get to see the highlights, there's some incredible catches because obviously the advantage of always oh. showing throwing short, run short. When you throw it long. No one's expecting it, and they get they've got a, quite a few good games. Yeah, that was uh, but yeah, proper, so proper yeah, when you're running down the clock like they do, to score 33 points is really really impressive. The ball control and they're good at what they do, and I think they're just going to get better and better at it. So you know they they're going to hurt a lot of teams, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, Sean Shelton, he, he got a running touchdown in that. Surge mm-hmm. just. They just couldn't get it together. Yeah. It, it was the first time I've seen them. I'm not like, oh, they had chances. Hmm. But surely yeah. when the whole team just comes out a bit flat, that's on the coaching and the organisation. It's not on any individual player, I think. But it's the same, the same sentiments I try and echo with the surge on the round. Just like, I just hope, like, and they shouldn't because they're athletes. I just hope they don't give up. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 like you're not going to get a better pick in the draft. Like there's no, there's zero gain in quitting. Like yeah. keep keep going for games. And I don't yeah. think absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the the Raiders play the game different. Like the possession game, grind them down, do it like that. It's always fun to see team styles. Uh, and then this was actually a good game. Leipzig Kings nineteen, Berlin Thunder fifteen. Um. Both teams just displayed good things here. Like there was mm. a couple of turnovers, and that's why the score was low. But like uh, Jeremino, however you pronounce his last name, the Thunder, he had some good throws. Yeah, he did. Jordan Barlow had some great throws. Both teams' running games had their moments. Both teams' mm-hmm. defense had their moments. It was like a game. I was like, that was, that was a good game. Yeah, the two teams that you look at them and they should be higher up the rankings and higher, better on the. This, this overall record should be better than they are. So, yeah, I think we can see more out of them. It'd be interesting to look, not look back, actually, see who they played. So it might be worth looking at the teams that they played because when you look at some of the teams' records and what the start of the schedule has been for them, and I'm going to go into that in this when we do our rankings, some of them have been quite easy schedules. So, yeah, I wouldn't count out the Kings and Thunder just yet. 
if you want to look at a hard schedule, look at the Rams. It's just a brutal gauntlet. Oh, I'll come on to that in a minute. <laughs> um, but oh, what was I going to say then? Um, yeah, with, with the Thunder, Jamal Jamal White. Um, he's a, a new signing for them uh, in yeah. Port DB. He what he did play for was it the Cologne defense? Yeah. Or was it Thunder? Thunder, yeah. Played for the Thunder last year, defensive back. Um, he did get injured, I think, at some point. But he made a play. He gets signed last week, uh, and he got a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, so makes making some plays on day one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one thing I'll still say: the Berlin Thunder's jerseys are superb. And finally, the showcase match of the weekend: Barcelona Dragons four zero against or the three zero Barcelona Dragons against the three zero Ryan Fire. Uh, Barcelona win 17-13 a, a different game to clone Dragons which was all mm. offence this what I think I made a comment in our chat the Dragons have won games with their offence they've won games with their defence and they yeah. won the game with their special teams here because they what they I think it was two blocked punt uh, uh, field goal attempts um, one was a I think they did have a, a punt block for a touchdown yeah Jimenez got some crazy yeah. Just literally took it off the kicker's foot and just ran it in. Like both teams' offense, the defenses were stuck in the offense. Like there was a great defensive watch, but the fact that it came down to special teams is like a, a fun way to win a game. And that stadium just looks mental. Seven and a half thousand people in that game as well. How no one didn't pick up on the fact there was that much demand last season to get the Ryan Fire in from season one is. It's unbelievable. They're, they're, again, no, when you look at their crowd as well, it's all Ryan Fire gear. A lot of Ryan so Fire. So they're really passionate and fair play to them. They've got a good team too. You've got to give Tom Sula a lot of credit for what he's done with this team because they look organised. No, yeah, he, he. I think he's great for the league because he's bringing like an, an almost built, I don't want to say Bill Beckham, but like a talented, mm -hmm. like every group, like quarterbacks, you've got Sean Shelton. Yeah. Every league-wide core you do need experience and knowledge behind it all you can't just have an army of fresh faces because you need some experience to mm -hmm. learn from and copy um but i mean oh, this game was just fun brugnani i think's now uh top of the interception chart he buries the game in interception he's been yeah. fantastic for them um i mean this game this game was like like all facets of every team were on display here <laughs> And then, yeah, it was an overall great game. On 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 this note, I want to go through. I mean, we we're going to say we're going to do it on the Europe. The ELF Instagram's got like all the top five stat mm -hmm. leaders for the the main stats. I think we go through them. I mean, we'll see we'll see some ones that make sense, like Kyle Sweet at the top of the receiving yeah. list. Um, but it'll give us a comparison of how all teams are looking and the passing ones. Bizarre, because yeah. You have, Jan Weinreich, 1,331 at the top, which, yeah, he's yeeting it down the field every game. And they've all, except for one game, it's all behind scoring. Zach Edwards behind with 1,149, um, which still makes sense. He's got, he's a very offensive guy. And the Barcelona run game is not very strong, mm -hmm. not very used at least. Third is Sean Shelton. Mm. You say he likes to short choppy passes down the field, 984 yards. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. But he does throw a lot of passes. And just having a look now, see how many passes he threw. If I can find the game book for that one. He threw, yeah, 
36 attempts, 22 completions. So that's a lot more than I thought it would be because they only ran, they ran 30 times and attempted 36 passes, but it's a lot of short passes. His longest was 39 yards. So yeah, he's just, he's the Derek Carr of the league, actually, I think. Yeah, he's such a Raider fan. <laughs> um, fourth, we've got Jackson Erdman from the yeah. Vienna Vikings, 908 close behind. They've they've got a pretty balanced offense. The fact they're just winning by so much, I think, is putting them up there. And then fifth, as you said, Randy Schroeder, the ex-third yeah, well, quarterback with 839. We'll so on that and just leave it out there that that's the man that they've possibly decided the scapegoat. A man who is 0-4, but was throwing in the same league mm. as like the two undefeated teams yeah exactly receiving like that's Kyle Sweet 6 and 11 I mean Zach Edwards loves throwing to him it literally mm-hmm. every, every drive feels like there's been three slant passes at Kyle yeah. Sweet um, 611 yards closely behind Quentin Pounds at 589 which again makes perfect sense he's the the star in that offence yeah um, third, Nathaniel Robotai, 427 yards to the Ryan Fire. If you've watched Ryan Fire games, he is there. He's an American, he is American despite the name, sounding okay. Eastern European. Um, he's fantastic, big body receiver. He catches pretty much anything from his way. Um, fourth, Malik Stanley, 380 yards. I think you'd, if you, if he had a better offensive quarterback, yeah. you'd see him up, up, up there competing with Kyle and Quentin. And then this is an interesting one. Jordan is Boa, isn't it? Mm. Uh, and seventy yards, three hundred and seven yards. The Vikings, because they do spread their offense out amongst the receivers. Uh, Beer Beer Baumer, I think he was called. As yeah, he's out for the season. Yeah, for the season. And Joe pointed him out a lot for the receiving. Mm-hmm. Other than the first game, I've not actually. I know it's hard to describe a four zero team as a bit underrated, but I've not really seen them much. So. It's quite a surprise to see the names there. So I need to I need to watch some Vikings games. The thing with the Vikings is they are a bit of a victim of an easy schedule, I'd say. Yeah, and again, as I say, I've got a bit on that. I've done a bit of research on the schedule there. Um, moving on to rushing, our man Glenn Tunga, mm-hmm. comfortable lead, 569 yards, two games for Madrid London. Um, but... Um, Jacques Crawford, second behind him, he's been playing great, 330 yards. Uh, Jason Agamon uh, is 300 yards to the fire. They have liked their run game. Florian Vegan uh, for the Vikings at 239, and Pascalini for the Panthers at 199. So, I mean, Jacques Crawford's been playing great, but for over four games, average a bit under 100 yards each game is pretty okay. Glenn Tunga, over 100 yards so far. This season's Madrid London. <laughs> definitely different types like I said like, oh, yeah. I get kind of like Aaron Blunt vibes off Glenn Tunga like, mm-hmm. he can take off in a big run but like yeah. you'll also see him running through contacts in big moments yeah, I like, really wouldn't like to try and tackle him no not at all um, do, 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 Sacks Kasim Adabali the face of the ELF mm. Hamburg he's on six yeah he's been balling out with that defense yep. Uh, two Kings. I know that's really interesting that the Kings with a one and three record and only just getting their first win, and they've got two like that's a lot of sacks. Yeah, 5.5 sacks mm-hmm. for Zetterberg, who's playing next to Jan Bombeck, who's on 3.5. 
and then Ra Sem Raji has three sacks for the Panthers, and Daniel Josiah has got three sacks for the Galaxy. Remember, the Galaxy have just signed Carlos Browns. Yeah. Or Hamburg, Galaxy. No, Galaxy. So that defensive line's gone a lot more threatening. And I, can, I imagine that's Sebastian Gauthier being out, maybe. Not sure. Mm. But yeah, Bombeck, he was the he was competing for sack leader last season. Um, Zetberg's a fairly fresh name, but yeah. um, he's he's been great on that D-line. You do see him out a lot. Uh, and yeah, that's all the stats they've put on the ELF, but yeah. pretty interesting to look at. What's your your schedule thinking? So we're going to my schedule determines who I've got the number one rankings. So do you want to start doing the power rankings? We should do the power rankings. So um, as last time, we're just going to do it on air. Yep. Tim's got this list. I've got mine. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll go through what was last week and then we'll go through what we're doing. We'll do, we'll yep. do bottom up and then we'll do a comparison. So mm -hmm. last week, we had the Rams at 12, the Surge at 11, the Kings at 10, yep. the Thunder at 9, the Panthers at 8, Galaxy at 7, Raiders at 6, Centurions at 5, Hamburg at 4. The Fire at three, the Dragons at two, and the Vikings at one. Yeah. Starting from the bottom, I think we are in agreement. The Rams stay in the cellar. Rams stay. And I think it's pretty clear Surge are just above them. Yep. Okay. This is where it gets a bit harder. Because who... I, I think we have to... There's a clear step here. Yeah. Who deserves to be here? So I have basically reversed going on the fact that they won. I put the Kings above the Thunder. So I've put the Kings at nine and I've got the Thunder at ten. I agree with Thunder at ten, yeah. I think that okay. is an appropriate place because they have just lost. Mm -hmm. But they yeah, they they are they are a team that can win, I think. So are you debating Panthers and Kings then? No, I'd still take the Panthers over the Kings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kings go here, I agree, yeah. Kings at nine. Okay. The contenders here, I think, mm -hmm. are Galaxy, Panthers, and then maybe the Centurions. Mm -hmm. So I've got a group of the next four, because the next four teams I've got down here are all two and two. So you've got the Galaxy at two and two, the Raiders at two and two, Centurions at two and two, and the Panthers are two and two. Now, the Centurions are on a two-game slide. They were two and zero. Oh, now they've lost two on the bounce. But yeah, two and zero oh slide. One was a very close game to the Dragons. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at the performances. I think out of those four, the Galaxy are the best because they just came back with Sullivan firing on all cylinders. So. I've got Galaxy at five, then I've got the Raiders at six, Centurions at seven, and the Panthers at eight. Yeah, I think we put the Panthers at eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because whilst they did put up a good game, they did lose. Yeah. And then here's your other than Panthers, you have the Centurions. I've got Centurions at seven. See. The 
I think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to immediately mm. flip the Centurions and the Galaxy. Because from what we've seen over the season, the Centurions are better than the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Could it be the Galaxy got the Centurions on a bad day? And yeah. that's why they look so much stronger. Like I, I, I don't want to put the Galaxy above the Centurions at this point. So I would go Galaxy... I'll go Galaxy Raiders, Centurions, and keep the order there, personally. So, Galaxy at seven, Centurions at... But is that Galaxy, Centurions, Raiders, or the other end? I would go for Galaxy Raiders, Centurions, but I would be up for debate on the Centurions, Raiders bit. I think Galaxy are next. You, do you think so? I don't think we've seen enough from the Raiders to put them above at, at five, because the Raiders are basically beaten bad teams and lost, albeit closely, to better teams. So I think you're right. I think I'm happy with that. So are you trying... Are you try- So you'd go Galaxy Raiders Centurions? Yeah. Because you actually just piqued my interest there, because the fact that the, Gal- the Galaxy are 2-2 two and, two and the Raiders are 2-2. Two and two. And so are the Centurions now. I, I want to put the Centurions above, because... They've we got big wins and they've had close wins to big teams. Yeah. So I think what the Centurions have got in their favour, I was thinking about this. So teams obviously know that Quentin Pounds is their best player. But they are obviously double covering him. So it's not like teams have suddenly figured out and that's going to change the Centurions. The Centurions have got a winning formula. And when you watch Weinreich in person, he's a very quick passer. He knows what he's doing. It's not he's not making a lot of decisions. He's just dropping back, throwing it quick. So I think I've still got faith in the Centurions. I think because the two Raiders wins. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I'm I'm. This is from me looking at Galaxy against Raiders. Yeah. yeah, Galaxy's two wins are against the Thunder and the Surge, yeah. which are not particularly big wins. And they've lost to Vikings and Centurions. Yeah. The Galaxy have beaten uh, past games. Uh, the Galaxy beat the Panthers and the Surge. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Centurions and the Surge. Mm-hmm. I think you could put the Galaxy above the Raiders. Yeah, I think so. Because don't forget, one of the losses of the uh, the Galaxy had was without Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we... It should be maybe Raiders, Galaxy, Centurions. So Raiders fifth, Galaxy sixth, and then Centurions. Sorry, no. Um, <laughs> the 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. So Galaxy, no, Raiders seventh, yeah. Galaxy sixth, Centurions fifth. Okay. Yeah, I think you, you, you unintentionally talked me into putting the Raiders down. Right. Okay, Centurions. Um, next one, I think, is between Hamburg and the Fire. You can't... I mean, the two undefeated teams are... Yeah. We can't really yeah. that. I still think, because the Fire ran it close with the Dragons, so the I Fire could have quite easily be four, though. So I think the Fire are above... The yeah, you can't put the Fire below Hamburg, no. I don't no. think. Although Hamburg, the, I think they are my team that have the best shot of winning the, the championships, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then, 
Who you got top? Dragons or Vikings? Right, I flipped it from last week. I've got the Dragons top. I agree, because the Dragons' wins are bigger. Right, and also... the Ryan Fire, they've beaten Hamburg, and they've beaten the Centurions. Yeah, so the Vikings have played... The Rams? The Tyrol, the Raiders, and they beat them close. It was close. Uh, they beat Galaxy, who were without Sullivan, and then they beat the Surge and the Rams. Whereas the Dragons have beaten the Surge, they beat the Sea Devils, they beat the Centurions, and they beat the Fire. Yeah. But do you know who the Dragons' next three games are? Nope. Are they really easy, aren't they? They're playing the Rams. Then they play the right Vikings, which will be a tough game. Then they play the Rams again. So two out of the next three games are against the Rams. They'll both be travelling so far for those games. I know, I know. But there's a there's a very strong possibility that they're going to be seven and oh. Yeah, I mean that Dragons Vikings game will be the one because who have the Vikings got now? I feel like they've got the fair. Let me look through my notes. Vikings next week. Panthers. Panthers, because that if the Panthers play as as close, like they they looked better. Mm-hmm. I think this will be a game that the Vikings, similar to like the Raiders, they won't be yeah. able to walk over them. So yeah, that'll be a good test. That'll be a, one of their first big. I'm not even a big test. One of their tests, mm-hmm. <laughs> a hurdle. Um, so there's our power rankings. <clears throat> not too different from last week, actually. Nope. I think the only only difference is the Kings and Thunder swap and the Centurions and no, sorry, the Raiders and Galaxy swap. Yeah. So we got Rams twelve, Surge eleven, Thunder ten, yeah. Kings nine, Panthers eight, Raiders seven, Galaxy sixth. Centurions fifth, Hamburg fourth, Fire third, Vikings two, Dragons one. Sorry, yeah, the top two switch as well. So three yeah. swaps. But the, that's the least it's moved. So I think, yeah, power rankings are definitely getting more and more accurate there. Yeah. Let us know what your power rankings are. Let us know why you think we're idiots and we're wrong. Um, but of course, we will get these out um, images out on all our social media. So if you want to wait to comment there, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, at me at Twitter and I'll explain what I meant by the Raiders being boring. It's probably the wrong word to use, but I'll explain if you want to get in touch with me. Do you know our Twitter handles, Tim? I have absolutely no idea. Okay, so Joe Instagram Tafs underscore UK. Um for Facebook, it's just that America Football Show. Uh YouTube, you can find us again, that America Football Show or Tafs. Um, we do a lot of ELF content. So if you do like what you're listening to, it really helps us if you give us a like and a subscribe. Um, if you're not doing fantasy football with the ELF, a TAPS member has been in the top 10 three weeks. Yeah. I personally think I'm going to be in the top 10 this time. I had Quentin Pounds, um, the Raiders, Platzgummer, mm-hmm. uh, and the Vikings quarterback, and I had the Dragons kicker, so I had a pretty good week. Um, but yeah, get on firstdownfantafootball.com or you can find them on firstdown.elf on Instagram. I'm just thinking um, my team, I had Zach Edwards, Tonga, Dagmar, Hounds, Philip Hahn, Timothy Knutel, uh, Centurion's offensive line, and Sea Devils defense. Hahn did put so, a lot. He might be topping me there, actually. Zach didn't have a big game, though. And, no, that's and, true. Uh, and did. Right. Um, yeah. Please leave us comments. Let us know where you're listening from. We'll add you to our map. Uh, any, uh, we've actually got some interviews coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got
got Malik Stanley from the Panthers. Uh, we get, hopefully get him on this weekend. And Shantavius Jones is in the pipeline. Uh, anything you want to say, Tim? No, I've enjoyed this. Nice to be back. And uh, hopefully now it won't be too much break. We get Craig once he gets his internet going, once he gets yeah. the little hamster running around the wheel. Oh, yeah, he's, he's running on data, the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to have you back, mate. I've missed the, the grumpy old man once. But thank everyone for listening. Make sure you're watching the ELF this weekend uh, and head over and check out our friends at EP Sports for any of your NFL or equipment needs. And we will see you all next week. Bye.